0: Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hello
1: and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. So this is Dan Dimite. I'm the executive director and one of the co-founders here at Damascus. We are a community of missionaries seeking to bring revival to the Catholic Church in America. And I am just so excited because today and the next few episodes on Beyond Damascus are going to be special episodes. We are actually doing live recordings from the Empower Conference here at Damascus. What's the Empower Conference, you ask? Well, every year we do a conference for young adults, um, 18 to 28-year-olds. And this year, we have 500 young, uh, young adults gathered here Damascus. And oh man, I just, I just, if you're listening to this radio show today, I just wish so bad you could see the things that I see. I mean, the the God is moving in the church today in a way that is unbelievable and unfathomable. I just, I love this conference because I am seeing young adults whose hearts are so fully given over to Jesus Christ. Their hearts are just literally being poured out as a sacred offering to the Lordship of Jesus. You know, we, we talk about Jesus being Lord, right? Where Jesus lords over our life and we give him all of our life for the rest of our life. And I can just share the good news today to anyone listening to the show that there is a young church who is giving their lives completely over to Jesus Christ. And that there is this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's taking place that this young church is being empowered with the gifts of the Holy Spirit to go and set the world on fire. The, the whole purpose of this conference, why we started it was because we wanted to like, to be a people who empowered the young adults to, to do the works of Jesus in the world, that would empower the young adult, adults to, to live the ministry of Jesus in the world. And, and we're seeing it, the, the young churches rising up. They're, they're, they're living life in the Holy Spirit in a way I just haven't seen before. They're, they're, they're being healed of their brokenness. They're being healed of their addictions. They're being healed of the lies and the condemnation of their past. And they're being set free in Christ Jesus. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I think a lot of times, no, depending on where you are in the world, your experience of the church may be different than what my experience of the church has been. Sometimes you know, depending on where we are, our experience of the church may be a parish that's shrinking or, or a parish that's completely void of any young people. Um, sometimes our experience of the church may be um, an, an area, a diocese that that is closing a lot of the church buildings and, and a fear that maybe uh, the young church isn't responding to the gospel at all. And, you know, I've been doing youth ministry for 20 years and I've been um, I've had my pulse on the national Catholic uh, church for about 20 years. And I can just speak with, 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 with truth, with hope and with expectancy that God is moving right now in a way that he hasn't been moving in the past. That God is doing something today in the church. That is insane. The young people, middle schoolers, High schoolers college students, young professionals, they are giving their lives over to Jesus Christ and to the mission of Jesus at at, at alarming rates. (laughs) And, And they're not just giving simple yeses to a quick altar call because there was an emotional response. They're actually falling on their knees in front of the Eucharistic adoration and surrendering their entire lives over to Jesus Christ. And they're shifting aspects of their lives and they're changing habits in their lives and they're dropping their nets and they're following him with everything that they have. It is a, it, it's a new season in the church. It's a new Pentecost. It's a new evangelization. It's a new apostolic age. And whether or not your experience of the church or your experience of your parish is a parish full of young people, what I, what I can say with confidence is that God is working in their hearts. And he's raising up a remnant in the church today that is powerful. I think of the early apostles, (laughs) the first 12 that Jesus called. Ordinary men who God transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit to become global evangelists in the midst of a world that didn't know the name of Jesus. And in the midst of our secular age today, I believe God is looking for those apostles those who will be sent into the world to transform the world. And he's going to pour out his Holy spirit upon them in a new way. So whether you are one of those young adults or whether or not you've been interceding for the young church, I just want to say today that God has his eye on you and that God has a plan for you and that God is going to empower you to win nations for him again. And so as we move into this first, um, I guess, first of three series of the Empower Conference, Uh, we're going to be hearing from an amazing friend of ours, Sarah Kazmarek, who is doing healing and inner healing ministry across the nation and and really bringing freedom to so many men and women. Um, and, And we're starting with this topic of healing of the heart and freedom from shame and guilt and condemnation so that we can start with the most important thing that Jesus Christ has come to set us free. So uh, I hope you enjoy today's episode of Beyond Damascus.
0: You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. He is honored by the church as a saint and the first diocesan priest to be declared a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. John of Avila was known to his contemporaries as a spiritual master, and he served as a guide to some of the greatest saints of the 1500s. He also called for true reform in the church and was a role model for the priesthood even today. He died in 1569. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. One of the reasons we should go to mass is because if you look in the catechism, you will see the fruits of Holy Communion. And these are remarkable things that we can receive at every mass that we attend. We encounter the risen Lord, and he shares something of his divine life and love with us.
2: The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the EWTN Chapel, every morning, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and Television.
0: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Dan. I'm joined here with our good friends Brad and Aaron, Aww. and today we have our friend Sarah Casmer. Yes. Thanks
3: yes.
0: For having welcome, girl. Hi, Sarah.
1: From the beautiful state of Michigan. That's right. That's Sarah. right. OSU weeps over your power and authority yes. Yes. on this glorious day. I'm feeling day. real
4: good. Real Feel good. Real good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Actually I'm excited that the Buckeyes lost to the Wolverines this year. It keeps the rivalry a rivalry sure. for so long it mm. was just mm. the Buckeyes with a bloodshed victory over the Wolverines. And nice so narrative. I bought the
3: thumb
1: so Sarah works with Encounter Ministries and uh, Patrick Rice, who also works with I- Encounter. We've often said that only the Holy Spirit would bring Ohio and, uh, and Michigan Amen. together yes. like he has. And so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is going to be a great show. Sarah's got a beautiful testimony and incredible ministry that she brings mm-hmm. to the church. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, we're passionate. We are a community of missionaries uh, seeking to bring revival to the Catholic Church in America. And this show is positioned and angled to talk about those encounters counter moments that, um, if you will, deploy us into a life of mission. And so uh, this conference we're at right now, we're here at Damascus. It is a 500-acre property in Centerburg, Ohio. We are gathered with 500 young adults, as Aaron would say, his closest friends. Mm. And uh, Uh they have been encountering Jesus in an insane, profound way. Mm -hmm. And Brad, you said last night, what's the purpose of this conference? It's not to merely bring people
2: together, but it's to send people out. Yeah. And that's
1: why we named it Empower, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, we wanted to empower people that this conference would actually prepare them for a life of
0: mission. That's right. Um,
1: Right. And that encounter with Jesus Christ is doing it in mm-hmm. the power of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit.
0: So why don't we open in prayer? Aaron, you want to start us off? Oh, yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Uh, Jesus, we love you, and we can't do anything in this life without you. Um, Lord, you are our source, you're our strength, and you're the one that holds us together. So we pray that as we jump into today's conversation, God, that you'll move our hearts, and that uh, as, as we explore... Um, topics surrounding health and healing and wholeness. And uh, Lord, that, that you'll remind us of who we are mm-hmm. in, your, in your spirit, in your heart, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, I have a fun question to start us off with today. Oh, wow. you guys ready for fun this? I, I
1: don't know if you have an like. I What does your name mean? Like, what is the name Brad, or Sarah, or Aaron? What's your name mean? Oh, check this out. Know?
2: John Bradley means oh. Yahweh is gracious from the wide meadow. Whoa. Yahweh that? is gracious it's from crazy, huh? the wide <laughs> Strap, meadow. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Powerful. John John I, got, I got on a kick a while ago that was like, names are a big yeah. deal. Yeah, and yeah so names I, are a big deal. My last name.
1: Dimite means of the crazies.
2: That fitting, fitting, <laughs> that's fitting. Of the crazies. Of the crazies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so Good. just if you're you're wondering
1: what the Dimite family stands for, yeah, yeah. we are mm. of the crazy ones. Man. Yeah. Wow. Sarah, what does Sarah mean? It's prophetic. It means
4: princess princess. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Right. But interestingly, my
4: last name in Polish means innkeeper. Which oh kind of like for the advent season yeah. that is perfect. There you go. And you have yeah. such a
0: gift for hospitality. There you that's, great. Go. that's great. I love this. Do you know I'm, what I'm the I'm bringer of light? A
1: bringer Whoa. of
3: light.
0: Damn. Damn, that is a good one. So on. Also also synonymous nope. with Lucifer.
3: Well, well, well so so. see, that's if <laughs> <see, laughs> we didn't, we, we
1: could've. Yeah. That so I
3: had to keep going. Oh
1: man. So my mom was all about names growing up and we had these big <laughs> plaques around our house with all of my siblings names and like mm-hmm. and my name it like had the name with the name of what it means underneath and my name means Daniel means God is my judge and I was always, like <laughs> that's a really depressing name like God is judging me and, and like it actually stuck with me for a while That like I don't know if I like that like yeah. I'm not a big fan of like like just my and in prayer one time the Lord was just really like he was speaking to me by name and I I I was like, God, I want to talk to you about this like thing. I think my name's a little like harsh (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) And he and he just proclaimed this word that a judge is not uh he he doesn't just have the capacity to condemn, but he has the capacity to set free. Yeah. And that the judge can can make the verdict that the condemns one, or the judge can make the mm-hmm. verdict that sets one free. And it's just interesting that when we hear God is my judge, I think a lot of times we naturally go to this mode of condemnation, right? Like God is yeah, sure. judging us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that God has this like, like that he he's this he has this wrath towards us. Us mm-hmm. and our failures, and it leads us to guilt mm-hmm. and shame. Mm-hmm. But uh, but a judge, a good judge, a merciful judge um, is one who has the ability to set us free. And when we receive like the fatherhood of God or the judgment of God in the lens of the mercy of God, we find a judge who has the capacity to proclaim our freedom. And that's what Jesus Christ came to do. Mm-hmm. He came Amen. to yeah. proclaim liberty to the captives, right? I, I love this. This comes from John chapter three, verse 17, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Mm -hmm. that Paul tells us there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so that's kind of what we're going to tackle today. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that um, a lot of times we look to our past and we get out of a conference, we're finishing up the empower conference. We get out of a conference and we may have a little guilt or shame or condemnation about our past mistakes, Mm -hmm. or maybe we get home from the conference and things are like, we're, we're, we're trekking along. And then we fall back into um, some habitual sin that maybe we, we, we were tempted into and, And then that guilt and that shame and condemnation Mm -hmm. can fall over Mm -hmm. us and Sarah, you're just a giant spiritually. Uh, you you just have like wow, I think you have a gift. That's a, a yeah. title. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And you're I also agree. a princess, oh a giant goodness. and a princess all at know, the yeah. same time, yes, yes. and an innkeeper. <laughs> very, very fitting. Uh, but like I think you have a, a a word for the church that is really refreshing, and it does set the captives free. And so mm-hmm. we're we're excited to have this conversation with you today. But before we dive into this idea of like. Um, Freedom from condemnation. Why don't you just share a little bit about yourself, how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, how the Lord loved you and set you free? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: Um, I think I was one of those kids who was really lucky as a a little one to know the love of the Father. Mm. I remember being um, even like a kindergartner and having this sense of the Father's love Mm. over me and protection, you know, Mm. as a little one. So much so that, like, when I hit kindergarten and the very sweet kindergarten teacher was like, God loves everyone. I was like, no, he doesn't. He just loves me. me. (laughs) I'm in his spotlight. But that, like, first (laughs) taste of the all-consuming love of God, Mm. right? Like, Mm. it's so consuming. It's so overwhelming and overpowering that it's in—we can't even fathom that he could be loving anybody else Mm -hmm. because he's so powerfully loving me in that moment. But was raised, like, very much in a Catholic family with— Wonderful parents, beautiful home, all of the things. Um, but you know, life, the world starts to creep in and starts to distract you from the voice of the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, as time went on, especially in high school, and really not—I think this is where some of my passion comes for—for for identity, not really knowing mm-hmm. who I was in Him, and allowing other voices to define me—got mm-hmm. a little lost, right? And began to see God not as this. Beautiful, amazing, wonderful father, but someone I could put on the back burner and just call on when I needed him. Yeah. Mm. Until uh, things got really tough for me where I experienced a very challenging loss in high school and lost one of my best friends. Uh, So when she passed away, I just, I really went into this place of, not really like anger towards God, but more of a numbness, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. sort of a, I no longer feel you, sense your presence, Mm -hmm. um,
1: I think can, that's actually probably pretty common.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. people respond in different ways, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. some people get angry. and But I wasn't angry. I just was sort of like, you're very distant yeah. now. And, mm-hmm. and um, I had a moment, mm-hmm. though, with the Lord at the end of high school where uh, he powerfully encountered me in an open-air chapel on a mission trip in Honduras. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it was just me and him. Oh, that sounds awesome. And that should mm-hmm. have been enough, right? Like <laughs> a touch from the Lord <laughs> to like say, I'm real. I'm here. I'm using mm-hmm. you. And I'm going to use your life. Right, I
3: mm-hmm. have
4: purpose for your life. Probably should have been enough, but went off to college, mm-hmm. and the world kind of distracted me again. And uh, actually, then came home after college, and again just going to mass when I felt like it, um, praying when I needed to, um, but didn't have that relationship right with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Until after college, I uh, came back home to go to grad school, and they told me like you should be a youth minister, like that's a good gig. And I was like, well, I was in youth group for two years; I could totally do this. Uh, (laughs) I absolutely know what I'm doing with an English literature degree, right? (laughs) That's
0: that's usually the only job (laughs) requirement.
3: Basically, they're
4: like,
0: you're willing. Here's the.
1: (laughs) <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know? Oh Here's man, for a budget of ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Sorry, sorry, Exactly. exactly. sorry. Exactly. sorry but but actually, uh, it was the Lord's plan. Yeah, for me, right? Like it was it was sort of this roundabout way of Him calling me into ministry. And as I began to minister, tried to try to do a good job, right? Trying to love these mm-hmm. kids well, these high schoolers well, I realized very quickly they have very like attuned BS, like barometers, they know Mm. like if you're authentic or not. They know if you're like living what you're preaching and you're teaching. Like they're Mm. looking for authenticity. They're looking for the real thing. Right. And I had this recognition in myself of my own double mindedness. Like I had one foot in the world and I had one foot in the church and I was still sort of wrestling with that. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun to be here at Empower because uh, one of the things we talked about last night, Dan, you talked about was the more. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was a longing in in my early, I was like 21 years old, 22 years old, for the more.
1: Did you have much of a community?
4: I did not. Yeah. Right. So there wasn't just like a lot of faithful young people, but I mm-hmm. I I wanted and I longed for more.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But I did see um these young people who were kind of like radically living their faith. They were just out there, like passionate about Jesus. And I saw what they had and I wanted it. Mm. And so I just basically asked them, like, pray for me. Like I want what you yeah. have. Uh-huh. So in like a church parking lot, not like inside, like yeah. in a car, in a church parking lot, got wrecked by the Holy Spirit in a way that just radically transformed my life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise um, the Lord! Thank you. Jesus. I mean, just parking lot, lot, yeah, so, lot conversion, <laughs> like,
4: like right outside the church. I'm yeah, like, yeah that's Holy
3: Spirit nice. party yes. yes. in the parking that's lot.
4: That's where the good stuff lot. happens, right? The parking yeah. lot, but um, and the bad stuff. And the bad
1: stuff. <laughs>
3: that's fine, <laughs> but we're redeeming
1: it. That
4: was nothing good, Dan. Good, Sarah. Way to to bring us back. (laughs) All right. Uh, But anyways, yeah, so just, I mean, the profound joy that I experienced the next day. And it wasn't just even like, like sometimes I think people think about the joy of the Lord being like laughter and freedom. And that's good. Like Mm -hmm. laugh, free, Mm -hmm. release, all of it. But it was was this certitude within me that I woke Mm -hmm. up with the next day that I really believed I would never be unhappy again. Like, that's how profoundly, like, rooted, grounded, Mm. strengthened in my inward being I felt after this encounter Mm -hmm. with the Lord. Um, And then, you know, from there, he had me on an adventure, right?
3: (laughs) Because once you
4: say yes to the Holy Spirit, once you say yes to the more, once you are like, I want everything you have for me, Lord— He's going to mm-hmm. take you up
3: on it, mm-hmm. and he's going to take you
4: places you never imagined. And eventually, that led me out of church ministry to a ministry called Alpha, and then now I find myself with Encounter
1: Ministry. Yeah, That's praise the Lord! That's amazing. And you, you've been doing amazing things within the church, like with Alpha through your preaching ministry, an Encounter. What like when you think about like the the mission the Lord has for you? What what mission brings you the most passion, or what are you most convicted to bring to the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I think there's uh, the line from Paul it's like, it is for freedom you have been set free. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, in my own freedom, in my own uh, experience of a kind father who won't leave you where he finds you. Um, I can't help but want that for every person I meet. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't help for everyone to know the gospel and for the gospel to set them free. Mm-hmm. Like, there is there is something in me that once you know that, once you know that with every fiber in your being, once you've experienced that and you've integrated it to your mind, your body, your soul, every part of you— Every part of you longs for every person you meet to know the love of Jesus and then the freedom that he wants to bring. Because (laughs) it's not just like, okay, I said yes to Jesus. It's like, no, he brings freedom. And so this idea of freedom and living in the freedom of being a son or daughter is, Mm -hmm. I mean... I just want everyone to know that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Yeah.
1: We, we like to scream here.
4: Jesus Christ, makes us!
3: free love. Oh, I
2: don't know if you can scream that on radio. Yeah, probably. Radio. probably not yeah, as effectively. I think, you could. Yeah, I think it's more but, in-person ministry. Yeah. But um, but no, it, it goes into what you're saying, Dan, off of the idea of the Lord being able to set us free as our judge, right? Yeah. That like actually He can give a verdict that says actually you're you're free now. You're free now. And I was um, really drawn to uh, the response that you had in high school, Sarah, when you said that there was a numbness that set in because I think what can happen is in such a fear that the verdict will come in the other way. Yeah. I will numb myself to the case as a whole, yeah. right? So like what begins happening is in in anticipation that the end result will not be a verdict of freedom, but a verdict of guilty. I numb myself through it. And so that mm-hmm. I can just like kind of operate in and out of it. And then when the Lord comes through and you, you hear for the first time this, this verdict of being set free, it's like man, let's let's release that numbness. And I do think when I look at the young adults that are here, the young adults in our world today, I mean, loneliness for sure. I think that's part of it. But numbness has set in without a doubt. Like numbness of just like, yeah, the... The good news is like, okay, I've heard it before, you know, like almost this like indifference that we get caught up with all of these things in the world, like abortion, euthanasia, poverty, hunger. Like we go through all of these different social issues, but the real root of all those, it seems to me is indifference that like the good news isn't the good news anymore. This numbness has held us back from actually like experiencing the exhilaration and the adventure that leads to full freedom.
1: I think so many disciples of Jesus and leaders of the faith are still enslaved and they haven't been set free. And because of that, so many of the young church, they grow up and they don't see the freedom of the gospel. And mm-hmm. so they, yeah. you, they, they've they heard the good news, but they haven't yeah. seen the good news. And because they haven't seen it, there's nothing to long for, right? They're like, well, yeah. it looks like all the church people, that's just your thing yeah. because you're yeah, still yeah, enslaved yeah. by the mindsets of the world. and And, mm-hmm. it, and so like when, but yeah. when you saw those free people in the parking lot, you're like, I want what you have. And the beautiful thing is mm-hmm. When when you have it, you can give it. You yeah. know, and like, yeah. Yeah. and so yeah. what? What have you and seen? I
4: think that's also the problem, though, too. In some ways, because. Um, in the church, we've sent out orphans to do the jobs that only sons and daughters can do.
1: Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, if, if, awesome. if we
4: don't know that, mm-hmm. if we don't firmly know who mm-hmm. we are in Christ, if we don't know that we're sons and daughters, when we go out on mission, we'll get blown, right? Yeah. One way or to the left mm-hmm. or to the right, and then all of a sudden we're not sure and we're confused, and then what yeah. kind of a witness is that, right? Yeah. You're like, you look just like the world, Yeah, you know, to me. And so I think there's something about that firm rooting, yeah. right, Bef- in the sending, yeah, um, yep. that like so that we know that it's fa- a father sending sons mm-hmm. and daughters mm-hmm. out to do his
0: work.
2: Yeah, and it places yeah. that
0: authenticity point yes. too that you were making. So many times in ministry, you know, we've we've got this perspective that like the ministry has to be provided by the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, as, as you're speaking about like a, a ministry of healing and of freedom, and I've seen various different works that are committed mm-hmm. to that purpose, but truly, like, Freedom and accompaniment, this is the job of the Christian. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I, I can't think of in my mind right now like an effective system that can minister to hundreds no. or, or thousands. yeah, <laughs> right, can. right? You know, even even the great Sarah Kasmeric, like you're going to be limited to <laughs> 10, 15, Very 20 limited. people. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> time and space. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um,
3: working on. It, yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and yeah I mean it's it's the people in the parking lot yeah. right mm-hmm. that the, it's it's our responsibility yeah. it's our responsibility yes. to be that witness of freedom to our to our friends and our relatives and and to mm-hmm. witness to what the joy can be that comes from a life yeah. that's that's
2: in alignment with the spirit' mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the job of the church insofar as it's the job of the people and I think sometimes especially us in the Catholic Church we begin associating church immediately with hierarchy yeah so it's immediately that all of these things, should be done by the hierarchy. But it's like, well, no, the most fundamental understanding of the church, the ecclesia, the people of God, I mean, it's it's us. To your point, Aaron, that like the person across from me who needs set free the freedom that I've experienced, my call is to help bring that to them in whatever way I can in that given moment right there. Yeah. And then to continue to accompany them if I'm so called, right? To yeah. bring them more into that freedom or to find a place or a person who can also do that same thing for them. So...
1: That's- Honestly, sometimes that seems overwhelming. So, like, how do you do it, right? (laughs) Like, someone comes to you and you know they need freedom, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I bring this person? Uh, Clearly, I don't bring this person freedom, but how do I help facilitate the process of Jesus Christ? Them. And I think that's a gift that you bring to the church is you're not just helping to bring freedom to the captives and, mm-hmm. and showing people that they can be healed from their, their, their pain, their hurt, their wounds, and their condemnation, their shame, their guilt, all of that. But then you're also kind of equipping people to do that work themselves. So maybe we could talk a little bit about both ends. So like one, what is the process if someone is struggling with shame or guilt or condemnation? How do you help them through that process? And then, secondly, maybe we can kind of close the show later on with just talking about how do you how do we equip uh, the us as the yeah. Christians to be those healers mm-hmm. in the world?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think just the same way that God knows every hair on our head
1: mm-hmm. uh,
4: and the uniqueness with which He created us. There's no better person to seek the answers for uh, the person in front of you than the one who made him or her. Mm-hmm.
3: Right? Yeah. <laughs> and
4: so this reliance and this dependency on the Holy Spirit, I think, is key. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, uh, I think, in the in the church, we've gotten really comfortable with this idea of models, which are great. Mm-hmm. And they're absolutely beautiful when you're first learning. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to know, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do in the beginning, and this is what we're going to do next, and this is what we're going to do next. Um, But I think the dependence on the Holy Spirit is key, especially for where we find ourselves in the church now, so number one, I'd say you need to know the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. to learn his voice. And you need to hear his voice for the person in front of you mm-hmm. always. Because if we believe he's doing a new thing, he might want to do something new
3: mm-hmm. just
4: right in front of you with the person who's looking for freedom mm-hmm. um, that will uniquely unlock you know, whatever has held them bound in a particular um, and specific way. So that's kind of like the first thing I would say but I think one of the things that uh, we talk a lot about at Encounter, and you guys talk a lot about at Damascus, is um, really focusing on the renewal of the mind. Mm-hmm right? Like first it's Jesus. We encounter his love. We become confident in his desire to be with us, to be with us in all things, both good and bad, Mm -hmm. both the beautiful moments of our life, but also maybe the moments that weren't so great, Mm -hmm. right? The confidence that he comes and that when he comes, he makes all things new. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's like that underlying foundation, but then I want to partner with what Jesus has done, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. Jesus brings all the healing and the freedom that we need. Like in his person, in his nature, like he is that. Everything we need is available to us in him. But sometimes I think on the part of us, just in our humanity, we need to like better partner with that. <laughs> so it's like I, I, I Jesus spoke beautiful truth to me and it was wonderful. And I had an, an amazing ex- encounter of, of love and, and renewal in my heart. Um, But he also wants to do that in our minds as well, Mm -hmm. right? And so he wants to help us take what we've experienced, come into agreement with it, and live it out now Mm -hmm. in the freedom of our new identities like as sons and daughters. So I think the renewal of the mind is something that I see over and over again, a place where people often will get stuck. Mm -hmm. There's this woman named Haley Brown who said... um, She's like, why do we believe what the enemy says the first time? And it takes us like 300 confirmations (laughs) to
3: believe what the Lord says. You know what I mean? Like, Uh sometimes it's
4: like, boom, the enemy comes. There's a Mm -hmm. thought that comes Mm -hmm. in. There's a temptation to believe something about ourselves that's not true. Mm -hmm. Or or he tries to come with, like, I call it, like, the Polaroids of our past.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But,
4: like, I also say, then, like, we need to spend time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I I call it Mm -hmm. building capacity with Jesus to yeah. have the Polaroids of his presence, oh, nice. like have the Polaroids of his goodness. Yeah. So yeah. when the enemy comes, we respond the same way that mm-hmm. Christ did in the scriptures. And mm-hmm. we say, but my father said, yeah. and mm-hmm. we flip up our own Polaroids because, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord uh, is is always doing good things. He's steadfast, he's faithful, he's kind, and there's such mm-hmm. a beautiful history we can build In the remembrance, and then that remembrance, I think, brings renewal of the mind, which Mm. helps us walk in our freedom
2: so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, too, Dan, that, like, um, based on what Sarah's saying there, when you were mentioning, like, when the person in front of you, like, comes to you and they have needs, like, there's sometimes that feels overwhelming, but when we're relying on the Holy Spirit, like— we recognize that I can feel that weight, but I don't have to own it, right? Like I actually think there is a call in the heart of every Christian to feel the weight of the person in front of you, but not to own it because Jesus owned it. It's almost kind of like a Simon of Cyrene. Like you you get to uh, like walk alongside him and say like, okay, there is a weight here, but when I don't have to own it, I can trust that Holy Spirit's gonna speak what I need to speak in the moment. He's gonna present what I need to present in the moment. And I think sometimes that's a passing, just gentle word. Sometimes that's like loving. Um, kind of reframing what they're saying. They're saying something to you that's clearly self-defaming or something like that. And it's really easy to be like, actually, and then just flip that phrase very like gently. Like, I think sometimes the overwhelming feeling comes from, I have to do it all in one encounter here. Yeah. And that's just not true. I just need to be faithful and do a little bit of something that the Lord asks me to do right here. And that will allow this weight to feel lesser and lesser, right?
1: Well, and to contextualize kind of both what you're both saying. Well, what is the renewal of the mind? So how do we like and and how do we help facilitate someone before us with mm-hmm. the renewal of the mind? And it's really just as simple as casting out. A lie and speaking of mm-hmm. truth, right? That mm-hmm. that that our mind would be transformed into the mind of Christ, and mm-hmm. that we would think like Christ thinks. First and foremost, about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I would see myself, and I think that's what you mean. Like that mm-hmm. we're sending out orphans instead of sons and daughters. Like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we like people who haven't heard the Father's voice over, the, and they said they've heard the enemy's voice. So we need to block out the enemy's voice hear the father's voice, see mm-hmm. ourselves with the mind of Christ or hear the father's voice of who we are and then mm-hmm. see the world through the mind of Christ, yeah. right? Like the, what, what is Christ's mindset for Aaron? What's yeah. Christ's mindset for you? Like that. Mm-hmm. And when we have Christ's mm-hmm. mindset for this person in front of us, it becomes very easy to give them words, right? Like right. when I'm like, oh shoot, what do I say? What do I say? I don't I don't care what I would say. Like, what is what is the mindset of Christ for this yeah. person? Oh, Christ says you're beautiful. Like you're you're, yeah. you're like you are my unblemished land. <laughs> like, you yes. know, like it just becomes very simple to start speaking gospel truth mm-hmm. to
2: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. It does.
4: I think another layer of it, though, too, especially for people who have been at, like, maybe an amazing experience like Empower, right? Mm -hmm. And then they go home, and like you said, like, they fall into sin or or something happens, and and guilt or shame or any of those things start to to kind of um, try to take a hold of them. I think there's Mm -hmm. an element, too, that the Lord has just kind of shown me as I've walked with a lot of people is— the renewal of the mind is, I think, is key. Staying in connection as much as possible with Jesus, mm-hmm, right? That, like, mm-hmm. we are connected to him. We're fastened to his heart, like it mm-hmm. says in the Word. Um, but also there is an element that just the same way that Christ has paid for everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. his His blood is sufficient. All of our debts have been paid. We've been judged, right? And we've been freed. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. There is an element of freeing ourselves, so, like, we, in the same way we want to partner with our thoughts, oh. mm-hmm. right, uh, mm-hmm. with, like, the way that Christ has brought freedom, I want to partner with that thought. In the same way, sometimes I find people who really are wrestling a lot with guilt or shame or condemnation, it's more themselves guilting yeah. and shaming and condemning wow. than the Lord. They're like, I know Jesus has mm-hmm. forgiven me, mm-hmm. but I can't let myself go, like, here on this, because I should have known better. I should have yeah. whatever. And those, we know, it immediately would be like, those are lies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But— to begin to see ourselves that like identity piece that you're highlighting I think is so key
3: mm-hmm.
4: because if I'm viewing myself in any way that's not in line with the father. If I see a deficiency in me Mm -hmm. through my own lens and not the way that the Lord sees it, or if I see a weakness or an area of tenderness in me, that's not the way the Lord sees it. It can be an area that I'm actually judging myself Mm -hmm. and not even like having to need much help from the enemy in this particular area. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, sometimes I see people and I see that the enemy's kind of like spun atop and like they're just spinning, and he's yeah. walked away, and he's like, "I go do some other things right now because we're we're perpetuating the spin yeah. of ourselves." Yeah. But it's like this: Can I love myself completely? Can I receive myself completely the yeah. way that Jesus has?
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
4: fascinating when you press in sometimes with people and asking that question. They're like, "Yes, but not not this part. This is the, this is the part mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like." Yeah. You know, yep. and they haven't put that under the lordship, and it still is maybe. Um, a little mm-hmm. bit of an orphan part of their heart, even mm-hmm. though so much of them are like, yes, I'm yeah, a son, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm a
0: daughter. Uh, you're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break.
2: This is Raul Garo, founder of the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. Catholic Radio promotes the sense of the personal encounter. A type of encounter found between a radio host and callers helps to soften up the heart and open it up to receive the word, which is the good news. As a result, hearts are transformed and lives are saved because of Catholic Radio. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever.
0: Wherever you are in the world, you can access the EWTN Global Catholic Network. It's everywhere. You can get EWTN's great Catholic programming on your car radio, at home on your TV, computer, or smart speaker. With EWTN's app, you can take EWTN everywhere on your phone or mobile device. If you want your news in print, turn to EWTN's paper of record, the National Catholic Register. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I was just thinking, you know, I was was trying to think, okay, where's, where's a great example of that in Scripture? And... Uh, as as I'm like, as I'm thinking, it it's every example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the entire story it's of salvation, all over. right? <laughs> from from the very beginning, and and, and it's, you know, we talk about renewal of the mind as mm-hmm. if as if we're taking something that was made bad and then yes. we're making it good, but no. it's not, mm-hmm. no. right? For some reason, we've convinced ourselves that like the place of of orphan mentality should be our default.
3: Yeah, <laughs> And we exactly. have to fight yeah. to get
0: into sonship. so right, yes. And, and it's, it's BS. I mean, yes. mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's good. So the process through healing and the process mm-hmm. through restoration, like yes. it, there, there's a there's a journey that's happening in parallel in the secular world as well right mm-hmm. now, which is really good ultimately mm-hmm. and as we return to that like family of origin stuff as we return to that yeah. place of mm-hmm. realizing that I've been I've been raised in a mindset mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. and I simply need to be honest with myself about yeah. like this is this is where I am mm-hmm. this is who I was created and this is the stuff that creates a lens through which I view yeah. all that
2: yeah yep. And, and then, what have
4: you been meditating on, right? Yeah. Like, so have you been meditating more on your deficiencies? Yes. Like, have you been yes. looking more at like, these are the places that I follow? These are the places I still need to work on? Yep. Like, it's so good to be aware, right? It's so good to have the self-awareness. It's so good to go inside. But like St. Augustine would say, go in and come out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, don't stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't sometimes, hang out sometimes you film. can just, like, yeah. take account. Like, okay, so yeah. I need some stuff there. Yeah. Or, like, the right. you and then you're, like, flipping that. And then yeah. you're, like, okay, when does this ever <laughs> end, right? But yeah. just as you were talking, was, I was remembering a conversation I was having with a friend the other day, how a difference a teacher had made in my life when they gave me kind of an example of this, uh-huh. I think, to illustrate what you're, you're expressing, which was the, the teacher stood up at the front of the class and said, you all have A's. Your job is to keep them.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
4: the difference of growing up thinking like I've got to, I've, I've got to struggle, I've got to earn, like I've got to avoid yeah, the F, yeah. shoot for the A, and I've got to yeah. earn it, right? Yeah. Like if you want to know, you got to earn it. Like yeah. we say that kind of stuff all of the time. Yeah. But when this teacher rolled into the classroom and said, "You all have A's," I was like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you just have to ah, keep it. And yeah. I was hear like, the, oh, that's such a different. It's, it's subtle. It's different. <laughs> right. But it, but in the same way, it's like the father looks at you yeah. from the beginning. He's yeah, like, yeah. you're an A. Yeah.
3: yeah. And
4: we just want to keep you there. We want to help yeah. restore yeah. you to that, not make you feel like you've got to, like, like, even on our healing journeys, earn it or work yeah, for right.
1: so much. I love, I heard a preacher one time say that it, like, it's so much easier to release something than to grasp at something. And yes. in our spiritual lives, we're always like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta become peaceful. I've got to become joyful. And we're, we're like, I gotta overcome anger. We're like grasping for this freedom. And like you're saying, we're already free. Christ yeah. has already yep. set us free. We've already been transformed in Christ Jesus. Peace already resides in me through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. me. Generosity, kindness, patience, all of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is in me through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it just has to be released. Yes. And it's so much easier yeah. to release something I have than it is to grasp out something yeah. I don't. Like so when anger comes and overwhelms me, it's just like, wait, I'm a son of God. Yeah. I just got to release peace right now. And it's, it's in me. I don't have to. I, I, and I think sometimes we work for it, work for it, work yeah. for it, assuming that we have to earn it, but yeah. we already got
2: it. We already got the A. we have got the egg. Yeah, when I think it's A. Yeah, I think it's a skew of something that is actually can be good, right? So, like, I think it's it's important to, to note that, like, if we're falling into this, right, like, we, we have a tendency to put our default in orphan mentality. Yeah. But I, I don't yeah. think that's because we come out of the gate going, I'm going to default to orphan mentality, but we come out of the gate understanding that we're not enough. And there actually is something to that that's powerful when you recognize it in the right light. Yep. That I'm not enough. Like, there's actually areas of my life that I I wish were in a different place than they are right now. Like, all of those are okay to recognize so long as I know that there's a Jesus who longs to bring healing and wholeness to all of those areas. Yeah. It's only when I. Analyze that and then say, well, that's just who I am. Now I'm in trouble. Yeah. So like, I, I think, cause I, I would presume that some people listening could be like, well, wh- where does it come in that I need to recognize that there are areas where I'm insufficient, <laughs> right? Well, the reality is, it's recognizing that, but recognizing that the voice that the father's speaking is always into your destiny. It's always into who you were created to be from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's always trying to bring you back to that. So anytime you see an insufficiency, it's about not sitting in the insufficiency, which is when an orphan mentality comes. It's about saying, I might be insufficient in this particular area, but my father has a plan for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the response of a son. It's like, I may have failed on this yeah. project, but my father can fix it, right? Like, when you're a kid Most and you like to mess in up it. something. Most in your <laughs> exactly. no. Up. No. Yeah, but no, I do think that's important because I, I think sometimes we can create a false dichotomy where it has to be one or the other, where I have to go from the age of one to the age of a hundred saying, yeah. I'm good all of the time. I have everything in order and I'm perfect at everything. And it's like, well, that's obviously an extreme, but then there's <laughs> The extreme that's, I'm horrible at everything I do and I can't do anything. Both of those are equally not helpful because they're not in alignment with reality. Like, Brad has some things he's good at. And Brad has some things he's not so good at, but my father loves me and wants to provide in my mind, the understanding of my goodness, not having to do with how well I perform in those things, but my goodness coming from who he's made me to be and me giving those things back
1: to yeah, him. Yeah, that's a beautiful word. I think after a conference like this, so we just get, we're done yeah. with the Empower Conference yeah. and you go home and a lot of the people at a conference or a lot of the people who listen to Catholic podcasts, mm-hmm. they kind of know what they should do, right? Like, So they know that they should be praying they should be reading <laughs> scripture. They should be uh, going to adoration. They should be like praying for the peace of Christ of all. And and what happens is I think we're... Condemnation comes in is when you know what you should be doing, but you're stuck in a pattern of not doing it, then Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you just start blaming like because it's like, oh shoot, I should have been praying every day, but I wasn't praying every day. My wife always says, Don't shoot all over yourself, right? Like because that's what like I should do
2: this, I should do this. The Lord doesn't want us to shoot on ourselves. Like
1: he because that is it's just a spirit of condemnation. And the like the evil one, it's like, okay, the the Lord has set you free. He set you on the path of righteousness. Now you're walking in righteousness, Mm -hmm. and then like, you you don't pray for a day, and all of a sudden, the spirit of condemnation comes in, like, you suck. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, why would you? Like, do you think that's mm, what the Lord's yeah, saying when you yeah. missed your prayer? Like, oh, man, oh, I'm really frustrated at you yeah. right now. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, think like the, like think the, like the Father thinks. Like, and so... Sarah, how how would you like when people like when they start going in those patterns? Yeah. It just they're just they're literally irrational, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're just not that's the father right. at all. But mm-hmm.
4: in these moments, I just want to acknowledge too, like they can feel very real. Oh yeah, right. They're like those, so, like real. especially that's just someone sometimes I was like, but it's kind of true. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like they'll right. quietly yeah. kind of acknowledge yeah. the fact because, like, what the enemy does is he'll take something that's like maybe there's a grain of truth in it, right? But he twists it and he kind yeah. of turns it, and yeah. then all of a sudden. You're like, okay, yes, that is true. But then you're following him down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. that spirals you to a place that the Lord never intended you to go. And so I think what you're saying yeah. and what you're saying, the key, like a key in my mind is um, making sure that we're only going where the Father is leading, where Jesus is leading, mm. right? So good. so it's good to be good. aware. Good. It's yeah. good to say, like, I have these weaknesses. I have these areas. Sure. Um, but is this awareness coming from whom? Yeah. Right In this moment, right? Because sometimes I feel like, hmm. uh, I heard someone say this, like, is Jesus inviting you into this right now? Yeah. And it's a really powerful that's question good. to pause and say. So, like, if there's a question, like some, some thought that's condemning, and obviously, like, we don't want to partner with it. But if it feels a little yeah. true and mm-hmm. the Lord wants to speak to you about yeah. how he wants to bring mm-hmm. renewal or, or, or refreshing in your life. Um, we want to go there with them, but if mm-hmm. it's not from the Lord, it's an immediate like, oh, yeah. I'm not going there then, right? Yeah. So like, I'm I like to pause right away and say like, is this from Jesus? Are you inviting me into this Jesus? And unless his blood is on it, I'm not following. Like, Mm -hmm. so whether it even seems like something that maybe I need to be aware of my weaknesses, my brokenness, if Jesus isn't leading me into it right Mm -hmm. now, I'm not going. And if a thought comes into my mind and I'm kind of like, well, wait, but that is kind of true. And then Mm maybe, like, maybe the Lord wants me to do better and all of these Mm -hmm. things, pause, Mm -hmm. say, Jesus, is this you? Are you inviting Are you me to this? go mm-hmm. into this with you? Mm-hmm. And then you're only going with him. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you're only going as far as he takes yeah. you, not beyond that. Because if he says no.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his voice sounds more invitational. Like I, there is a difference in condemnation and invitation, right? Like that I can, I could receive. Something like in my heart or mind that sounds something like this. Hey Brad, you committed to praying again today and you didn't do it. Like that's that's a condemning voice. Yeah. Right? There's a diff- that's a nice condemning yeah. voice. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's Your dad's like, hey Brad. Yeah, but, <laughs> hey Brad. But, but there's like, he seems uh, like <laughs> but, but like I, I guess like just even in the principle of the no, way yeah, that, that that's coming across. Yes. Yeah. Sure. The the way that an invitational voice can sound, right? Is like, Brad, I long to spend more time with you. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, it's saying the exact same thing. It sounds very, very different. Yeah. E- even with the same inflection, even with the personal greeting, like all that, it still sounds very different mm-hmm. because one is inviting you into something. And, and like, because it, it changed my life when I would go from like conference and want to be like, Lord, I'm so sanguine. I just want to go talk to everyone about you. But to sit down with you for 15 minutes is like really challenging <laughs> yeah. for me. I I would feel in my heart, like, always this pressure of like, I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. And then it changed my life when the, when the Lord was just sharing with me that he's waiting for me there every day. Yeah. And it was just this invitation of like, oh, I just want to spend more time with you. Like, it's not a pressure for you to get there. I'm just, I'm sitting there waiting and I would love for you to come share with me. And it it was like this, it almost, my heart almost jumped instead of like, like, I don't know, tucked in. Um, when i was like whoa that's an invitational voice so again it's the same it's the same idea the idea is that i wanted to start a personal prayer life and I wasn't doing it. But one voice when it's speaking sounds very condemnational. The yeah. other one sounds very invitational that like, yeah. Hey, I want to spend more time with you. It's okay. So, how can I do that?
1: Lord? I mean, I think you said at the beginning, Sarah, it just all boils down to hearing God's voice. Right. And it's, that is mm-hmm. the, like when we know the voice of the, the, the Lord, mm-hmm. then we just, we, we listen to his voice and mm-hmm. it guides everything. It, it, and it releases us, you know, when, when we're, Condemning ourselves, right? It just releases us of that because we hear the Father speaking over us yeah. as truth. And okay, so can we maybe spend just a, sh- a short amount of time on if if I want to be, uh, well, I mean, and Jesus, He says, you know, like you like those who believe in me, you'll cast out demons in my name. Like he he welcomes us into deliverance ministry, into mm-hmm. healing ministry. Yeah. If if we're called to, or we want to grow in our ability to bring people into freedom, Sarah, what, what did you do to kind of grow in your ability to help lead people into freedom?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ministries and places that I went mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to learn to grow. And I think that's always good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to seek uh, people who've been walking in this and so that you can kind of walk in the dust of their shoes, their sandals, yeah, right? like mm-hmm. just like the disciples did. Um, but also really being open to how the Lord is leading and growing you specifically and uniquely. Because I do believe that, uh, particularly in the culture we find ourselves in, the generation um, that's rising up, I think the Lord's going to do something new. So I'm kind of really excited that, like, though there's been mm-hmm. these other ways or these old ways— yeah. I think it's going to be easier and simpler and lighter mm-hmm. um, than in the past personally. Mm-hmm. I think just like the more we rely on the power of God and trust in His word and kind of humbly but boldly walk into what he said is mm-hmm. like very easy for him, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, Amen. I think is 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 just something to like encourage people with. So there's many ministries, obviously, you can check out, encounter, unbound, like all of these really beautiful good ministries and to grow and and to get trained in that. Um, But really make sure that um, you're seeking the Lord for how He wants to to walk with you and who He wants you to walk with, Yeah, right? Because these kinds of things are very exciting, and we want to do it, and we want to go, but I would say the Lord sent them out two by two for a reason. Mm-hmm. So find mm-hmm. your find your partner, find your Barnabas, find your encourager, <laughs> yeah. find the person who's going to walk with you. Find the person who's going to speak truth to you mm-hmm. when you're kind of maybe lost in your stuff or mm-hmm. getting a little stuck in the swirl or something's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find those people to walk with you. And maybe maybe in power you met somebody that was like, wow, they really they want to pursue the Lord the way I do. Or there's a call for to bring freedom on people's lives, like mm-hmm. like mine. Like maybe we should we should actually like intentionally walk this out.
1: Right. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. I know you. You do it in a very normal, natural way. A lot of times in your ministry, where you're just like you just speak truth over people's lives, and you're so available and ready to assist them in a time of need. What mm-hmm. what what's like your disposition when striving to to bring healing to the heart of men and women? You know, I think
0: you mentioned it earlier. Uh, I I feel like, and maybe it's just as I'm as I am growing in maturity, right? That I'm, mm-hmm. I'm finding a new a new path to answer so every unsure. question. That <laughs> yes. like. It's like you're a bird of light I, or something. <laughs> I used to, I used to want to find a system and a model to answer yeah. every individual thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, so tempting. everything boils down to intimacy with yes. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I need, I need to enter into a conversation asking that question, Jesus, like, what do you, what do you want to happen here? What do you yeah. think about this person? God, if you were sitting in the chair next to me, because you are. Yes. Well, Correct. Exactly. What do you, what do you say? Yeah. What, what do you want to happen right now? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, guess what? That, that, uh, that accomplishes for, or it, it it covers for every weakness in my own yes. personality. Right. It covers for every weakness in my own capability because because I'm um, engaged with the person who has the answer. Yeah. Yes. So good. You know, that's the answer to prophetic ministry. That's yeah. the answer to healing ministry. That's the answer to yes. inner healing and deliverance. Yes. Yeah. It's well, all there.
1: And if you're joining us man, and you're like, man, this seems a little overwhelming. I do want to start this, but it seems overwhelming. I mean, I would just encourage you just like, Start speaking scripture to people, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's amazing to yeah, as, as it's so easy just to say, Hey, did you know the Bible says this? And like, like people just believe in the authority of yeah. the Bible, like, yeah. you know, like they may not believe in the authority of Dan, right? So if I speak a word over yeah, there, but yeah, yeah. but if they if you just share God's truth with them, it just is a blessing no matter what, <laughs> like, and yeah. and it kind of takes you out of the equation, yeah. which is so beautiful. Um, I want to pray, and yeah, maybe we can just kind of pray. Uh, for uh, just that the Lord's power would fall over people, that they'd be set free uh, today, and that uh, also the Lord would just raise up those, if you're hungry to be a greater in uh, deliverance ministry or healing ministry, just that Mm -hmm. the Lord would anoint you. So let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord, you said that you want to bring freedom. So I just pray right now. That uh, you would just just unlock something in some in people's hearts and their yeah. minds, Lord. Thank you. Jesus. That you would just set chains, um, that you would just break chains and set people free. Come, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Come, Lord. I pray that you would uh, open ears so that they could have access to your voice in a way they never have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come, Lord Jesus.
0: God, I pray that every barrier that prevents us from encountering your heart would fall. That that we would see you, that we'd have access to you, that we'd know who you are and how you feel about us, how you think about us, how you see us.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let us in- encounter that for ourselves, and let's let us minister out of that out of that grace.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: More, more, more. Lord, I just pray for everyone who's hungry to become um, just to step deeper into ministry. Those words, uh, just that there's more as. I want our prayer right now to be just, Jesus, I want more. Mm, mm -hmm. And uh, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, just if you're able to get on your knees and just say, Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more. Mm -hmm. Give us more of your word, more of your love, more of your power, more of your authority, Mm. more of your spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Come Lord Jesus, come with your power. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sarah, we're, we're just blessed that you yeah. wandered down here to yeah. Ohio. So uh, we're just so grateful good. to have you at the Empower Conference this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. This is uh, Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. And mm-hmm. when you encounter Jesus Christ, you can't help but go on mission for Jesus Christ. Uh, because when you're free, you want to free others. Just like <laughs> you said, Amen. Sarah. And and so we live a deliverance. Uh, a freedom lifestyle because Jesus has set us free and uh, if you this podcast has blessed you please share it with others you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are found uh, and pray with people uh, well, why is that funny?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you're using the, the, defi- the word pray and the definition and
1: <laughs> oh, and, and, and we just will be praying for you and we'll we'll see you next week. God bless.
0: Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.